You are entering an alternate reality of space and time, artificial intelligence, and the unknown in Future Tech. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I want to talk about exoplanets and are there any potentially habitable ones? The reason I'm curious about this, and hopefully you are too, is because we've discovered so many of them in the universe. You know, before we thought Earth was the only potentially habitable planet. But after 2009, when the Kepler telescope launched into space, that spacecraft has been finding countless habitable, well, potentially habitable exoplanets. For over a century, we've been broadcasting signals into space, right? There's And the Voyager 1 and 2 in the 1970s were launched and sending us images of distant planets. And these signals that we've been sending out are reaching the far reaches of the universe, but it takes time, right? It takes light years to reach these distant places. Some, you know, some places that we want to reach might take a thousand light years. And so we're never going to, in our lifetime, we'll never be able to see what that's like. So it's very hard to even detect these exoplanets in the first place. One of the methods that uh, NASA or scientists in general, astrophysicists, they use is they can see when an exoplanet passes in front of a star or their sun, and it dims it a little bit, right? So um, for people who are listening and not watching, uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm putting my a couple fingers in front of my hand, which is circular, and kind of just covering it up. So if an exoplanet passes over the exoplanet, think of when E.T. and the bicycle with Elliot was going over the moon, right? They were flying over the moon, and they were kind of covering the moon and you know, in that way. So an exoplanet does the same thing. It covers the, the star or the sun, and then we can detect that, that dim moment and see how it kind of messes with the star and and that refraction or that um, deflection tells us there's something there moving in front of it and it's typically an exoplanet and usually when you see the star be dim uh, you can usually tell the distance from the star because of how often it happens so the radius and the distance from the star based on how often it is basically going in rotation. So those electromagnetic waves and the signals that we've sent out would take about 70 years to travel out into space or 70 light years away. So what we what we can say is that scientists have been looking in that 70 light year radius um, because we know that we can potentially reach those areas. And are there any potentially habitable planets there? And what I found is that astronomers have found roughly 100 exoplanets within a 70 light year radius. That's that's a lot. But out of those exoplanets, the ones they found that were potentially habitable, they found about 13, which is still a lot. There's potentially 13 Earths. Now, there's a misconception about what potentially habitable means, right? Like there has to be some sort of life uh, forming chemicals, gases, minerals, water. You know, there has to be the right concoction, the right cocktail, I should say, of of the right stuff to create life. So we don't really know if these exoplanets are potentially habitable. We're just theorizing based on certain evidence that we might have from uh, telescopes and the spacecraft we have that sends us imagery. We're able to detect um, infrared waves and, and heat and things like that. So maybe there's a way to detect the chemicals, the gases from certain spacecraft that visit near exoplanets or planets in general. 
But one of the easiest ways to figure out if a planet is potentially habitable is how far away it is from the star that it is in orbit with. If it's too close, it's going to be like fried chicken. And if it's too far away, it's going to be like Elsa and Frozen. So uh, it has to be right in the middle, you know, so it's like Earth. So we have nice temperatures. Life can grow. Uh, you know, plants can grow. Animals and, and potentially humanoid beings can also thrive in on this planet that has the right temperature. Now, with the James Webb Space Telescope, we can start to see atmospheres on these exoplanets, which they did recently. They were able to find an exoplanet with water vapor. I mean, that is potentially groundbreaking. I mean, I know NASA and everybody that is involved in the space community is extremely excited to find water vapor on any planet because this means that there might be organisms there might be life on on that planet because we all know water is the bringer of life futurist and sci-fi writer arthur c clark once said any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic i can imagine ancient humans visiting me at home while making coffee from my keurig machine they would most likely think i made it using magic well that's the same feeling i get when i crack open the world's first productivity shot magic mind each little bottle has a magical combination of 12 active ingredients designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and motivation while decreasing stress, oxidation, and post-exercise inflammation in the body. Now, I don't know about you, but after drinking a couple cups of coffee and tea throughout my day, I inevitably crash in the afternoon. After dinner, all I can do is binge some shows on my sofa because I just don't have the energy to be active. After drinking Magic Mind... I found myself working so late one night, it was close to my bedtime. <laughs> there was no crash, just energy and focus. It's like I was motivated by some type of magic force to be creative. That's Magic Mind. So pick some up at magicmind.co slash boots. That's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O slash B-O-O-T-S. And use my code, boots, to get 20% off your order or 40% off your subscription within the next 10 days. So they're not sure, of course, but now with the James Webb Space Telescope and other devices and crafts and telescopes we have, we're on Mars, we're finding organisms on Mars, we're finding old rivers uh, that used to be there on Mars, ice caps. We're finding tons and tons of, of evidence now that there either was at some point life on other planets or that there may still be life on planets. We're just not sure because, you know, our technology is advanced, but not that advanced. We're getting to that point, though, where we can start seeing if there's carbon dioxide and oxygen and nitrogen and hydrogen and helium and all these different gases and, and uh, chemicals on these planets. And depending on that atmosphere, we might be able to see if there's life. One of the things I think is kind of funny when it comes to exoplanets is that People don't think about this, but you should zoom out wherever you're sitting right now, wherever you're walking to, or if you're at the gym, you're at home watching TV or listening to my podcast, zoom out. You're not where you are. You are on a floating rock called Earth traveling through space as we talk right now, as you hear this. We could be an exoplanet to another civilization in another galaxy or another part of the universe. We don't know. They might be looking at our Earth being dim over the sun and say, oh, there's an exoplanet. We don't know if it has life. We think it has atmosphere. Maybe they can figure it out. Maybe they're not advanced. Like Galileo in the 1600s had this primitive telescope he created and he was able to find the planets. Maybe they're 
It's the 1600s for them. And they just discovered a telescope and they could start seeing Earth. You know, that's the cool thing about this is the exoplanets and the universe out there, the galaxies out there, there's so vast. I mean, there's trillions of stars, you know, trillions upon trillions of stars, probably billions of exoplanets out there. And we don't know if we're being observed by another planet as we're the exoplanet. So it takes time for light to travel to us. It takes, you know, for example, if we want to see a, a distant exoplanet, it might take a thousand light years for that, the visible entity to come to us, for us to see it. And by the time we see it, a thousand light years have passed, the planet might be gone. The sun might have, you know, had a catastrophic solar flare and wiped out their technology and and they went into the dark ages and everyone perished. We don't we don't know. Because by the time we see what we're seeing, it's it's already done. It's over. It's a thousand light years have passed. The passage of time through the universe is harsh. And and that's another thing. What we see when we see the exoplanets is we're looking back in time. We're seeing what the exoplanet did look like at one point. So even if we were able to find life on a planet, by the time the light of those imagery of the imagery reaches us, it's too late. It might have, it might have evolved. It might have, they might be gone. So that's the other thing too that people forget about is what we're seeing is what happened at one point in space, not real time. But as uh, NASA and other scientists have said, finding exoplanets in a habitable zone is like 10 to 20% of them because there's usually too much carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide or other toxic gases on these planets and they're either too far or too close to the star. So, you know, we are, you know, the, the, the chances of us finding one is going to be really slim, but there is a chance because that 10 to 20% means that maybe out of a hundred planets, there's 10, like we said, we 13 that might have life. Maybe one of them does, maybe two of them does. We don't know, but we're looking and our technology is getting better. Kepler's out there. The Voyagers are out there. All the Mars robots are out there. JWST, James Webb Space Telescope, is out there. Our ground telescopes, our International Space Station, soon to be a moon base. We're in space. We are a, we are an interstellar, interplanetary species. And we are searching, and we're coming for you out there, life, wherever you are, hiding. So break out your welcome mats, aliens. <laughs> we will be seeing you sometime in the future, hopefully. And as always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any other comments or feedback about exoplanets, I'd love to hear it. Put them in there. I'll always answer. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.